Hello, everyone, and and welcome to this uh, new in in conversation piece with the Foundation for Education Development. And as you know, the Foundation for Education Development is really keen to look at long term visioning and planning for education in England. And I'm really today to welcome Sam Twistleton, the, the director. Institute of Education and among many other things, Vice President of the Charter College of Teaching. Well, teaching. Welcome, Sam. Welcome to this in conversation piece. And I'd like to talk long-term approaches to workforce development and retention in the teaching profession. And why does this matter? I mean, to, obviously, I have a slightly biased perspective, but to me, it's one of the most important things in our education system to get right, because it's a single most controllable in-school factor that will have an impact on children's outcomes. You can, there's lots of things you can't control, how poor they are, whether they've had breakfast, you know, what's going on in their parents' lives. Um, but, but you can control the quality of, of the teaching by supporting your workforce to keep getting better. Um, you don't, you know, unlike uh, how, you know, some Hollywood films might make it appear, uh, teachers aren't born. They're usually made. You might, you might be born with some qualities which might help you to become a good teacher. But actually, to be a good teacher involves a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise, a lot of skill, a lot of experience. And you, you only acquire that by being supported and developed over time. Mm. Um, and so the, the more we get the support and development of teachers right, the more we improve the quality of that teaching, the more we have that positive impact that we all want to see on children and it is a long-term strategy both for the individual but also for the system you, you don't just create a workforce that's going to be expert overnight it requires that long-term vision i completely agree with you passionate about teaching and learning always been my thing as a leader in education can really uh, after 10 years realizing lots of things of being a teacher and a leader of teachers that probably i didn't get right and your comment there about the fact that it takes a long time to become a really high quality teacher, never stop learning, I think is really important. Hence why that long-term approach to the development of the workforce is, is absolutely so important. So, so take us on to our next question then that's connected with that. And it's the opportunity to reflect on how all this work affects children and young people. Yeah, well, I mean, it follows on logically from what I just said, really. Um, uh, Teachers are there to uh, develop learning in young people, to develop those young people into being, you know, the best that they can be through the knowledge, through the understanding, through the values, through the beliefs that they acquire during their time in school. And uh, that is really complicated, quite demanding role <laughs> for teachers. Uh, it, it's very intellectual. It's complicated because there are so many variables. You know, you've got 30 individuals, all of whom have lots of different things going on in their lives, lots of things that motivate them, that demotivate them, that confuse them, that inspire them. Uh, and then you've got all the contextual factors around that. You've got the curriculum that you've got to develop. You've got to be, you've got how the, how that's going to be assessed. You've got the parents, you've got the community. There's so many different things going on there um, that the, the, the teacher is at the heart of all of that and getting that, that teacher into a place where they have the confidence and the competence to really almost like orchestrate all the potential that comes, comes from all those variables in a way that really develops that knowledge and that understanding in those pupils is, it is so important, it's, but it's so hard and it's so skilled. And I think it's one of the reasons why um, 
we do sometimes lose teachers is because it's such a demanding job, they need to be able to focus on it. And um, quite often, if they're trying to do that alongside lots of other things that maybe feel like it's taking them away from that core purpose, that becomes quite stressful. Um, so this is, what, again, why we need a long-term strategy where we're thinking over time, how do we prioritise the knowledge and the skills that our teachers need so that they can develop the knowledge and the skills that our pupils need? Yeah, I think you're if you, I always think as a leader of education, if you can keep the same teachers teaching the same children over a period of time, you get better consistent outcome. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, 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 we forget sometimes that a child's journey in education from three to 19 in the core part of it, in education, in our education system. So just, just talking for a moment and shifting the emphasis uh, sort of away from children and young people, but it's at the core of everything we're talking about, to the teachers. I was very fortunate a few years ago to spend some time in the Singaporean education system and to see how they plan career pathways right from the start of the entry point for teachers. And, and it was in terms of the way that really helped develop their system. What are your thoughts on career pathways? For uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're playing a bit of catch up. Uh, you know, exactly as you say. You know, we 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 need to learn from high performing systems like Singapore, elsewhere in the world, um, uh, and we also need to learn from other graduate professions in in our country. Um, in that uh, a graduate, you know, coming away from university, wondering what their next step will be, um, if they decide they want to be an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor, um, we will see a very clear pathway or usually a set of pathways actually with different options in them um, and a real sense of, of what the steps along those paths will be that they need to take but also what the support and the development and the qualifications etc that will be available to them to help them take those steps um, and uh, in, in, in teaching I think you could argue some of those things have been there but maybe not that visible and maybe not guaranteed regardless of where you are in the country and which school you're working in or, or which local authority or which multi-academy trust. So we've got pockets of, of, of a sense of pathways, but it's not there that if you're making choices as a, as a graduate, you know, do I become an accountant? Do I become a teacher? It's so clear that you've got this guaranteed set of things in one path and, and, and not so much in the other. And I think that really matters for our graduate workforce, not only in that they want to know that they're going to have that sense of progression, um, and a sense of, you know, I can see where I might be in 10 years time. But it also helps in terms of the different options and the ability to be able to step off and step back on again, which is, I think, something that we see more and more um, the younger workforce want to do, have much more of a portfolio career. And those working in education, I think, are a really good example of that. So I, I know a lot of teachers who um, probably have an education narrative running through a lot of different jobs that they've done, but they haven't all been teaching jobs sometimes they've stepped off and, and and spent some time as a coach or as a mentor or getting involved in an education charity quite often they want to come back on again so there's something about making it really visible and I think some multi-academy trusts and some teaching school alliances do this really well I had the honour of um, being on the CART review of initial teacher training a few years ago and that involved actually physically going around the country looking at how teacher training was working in different places and and through that 
we we saw some really good examples, like I said, Multi Academy Trust and, and other groups of schools just working together mm-hmm. to um, to start by doing initial teacher training, and but then to take that forward into in, into as I say these pathways. Luckily, I think latterly the DfE have picked up on the need to do this. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually Justin Greening when she was Secretary of State who first noticed this sort of this poor comparison between um, educa- teaching as a graduate profession and other professions. She's therefore got behind things like the Chartered College of Teaching mm. uh, and, and also set in, 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 in motion the wheels which then led on to the teacher recruitment and retention strategy which Damien Hines picked up, uh, which then led on to the early career framework, which is fantastic support and development for early career teachers. Again, as a guarantee, it's not down to whether you're lucky enough to work in a certain part of the country or a certain mat. Um, and then we begin to see that being built upon Again, it's all very embryonic, uh, and this is why I don't want it to change, because it will take years to get properly embedded. Um, Things like the specialist NPQs, so there's going to be, for example, a teacher-developer version of a specialist NPQ, ideal for somebody in their mid-career who wants to develop themselves, doesn't necessarily want to end up as a head or a MAT CEO, but does want to be able to specialise in learning and teaching. Leading teacher development is a fantastic way that you can do that. There's also one for behaviour and there's also one um, for for leading within a subject. Um, So because these are coming in as national things available to anybody in the teaching profession, I'm hopeful that will create this much more sort of visible set of graduate pathways that means that we do compare favourably with those other professions and it doesn't mean that we need a recession like the one we're currently in, to suddenly seem attractive. It shouldn't require people being worried for paying their mortgage for teaching to be, um, you know, a good comparison with other graduate professions. No, absolutely. I I, I absolutely agree with everything you've said there and and what a bright you've painted perspective. Uh, And, um, you know, I I think of our education system, the way it's developed over the last 10 to is it's developed out of all comparisons from that from from what we had beforehand and it's 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 a much more refined nuanced uh, uh, evident uh, profession than perhaps it used to be uh, and uh, and and that uh, uh, is fantastic there are some nuances within the system that we haven't got right yet you're absolutely right as a map leader and some of the policies that I want to implement, I haven't always got the opportunity to do that from teacher recruitment and retention. Uh, that we need to put right in the system. And everything that you've just described is a long-term approach to putting that right in our system. So can I ask then one further question related to that? Uh, what do you think puts our next layer of development at risk? I think there's two things, actually. Um, one is... Um, it's great we're in a school-led system and to some extent it, w- it will be schools and mats who will lead the way with this, but you do need the right policy environment. Um, at the moment, I think we've got a fairly favourable one. Um, but I think we've seen even within this government, it doesn't even need the government to change. It sometimes just needs a minister to change or, or even a senior civil servant to change. And and what could, could have been a, you know, a bright thing suddenly isn't anymore. Um, so in my world, the opportunity areas could be an example of that. We'll see because I think they, they might have new life breathed into them. Um, and you could, you know, there is a, there is a danger with something as bright and shiny as the early career framework. It could be associated with a particular set of ministers. 
could be there's a change in personnel and they want their new bright shiny thing and therefore either that gets completely deprioritized or ditched com uh, uh, completely so we really don't want that is it why i think what you're trying to do carl is so good in that you know if we can get signed up to something that has that longevity that it's not just at ministerial whim i mean i think it's absolutely fine to evolve and improve policies mm. i don't think they should be set in stone uh, but I don't think they should be at the whim of, of ministerial kind of fancy either. But then the other thing, and I think, you, again, you, you started to put your finger on it yourself just then, is this, the sector needs to get behind it. So we are in a schools-led system. That is a good thing. Well, that means that schools do need to lead the way here. Um, so if I use the early career framework as an example, if I'm a head teacher and I'm thinking about employing a couple of NQTs from September, I have an entitlement that I, I'm obliged to make sure that these NQTs have access to a really high quality version of the early career framework. And I've also got to set, a set, set aside time for somebody who's going to be really good at the role to mentor them. And I can see on the face of it, that's a bit of hassle, isn't it? It's time, it's expense, it's timetabling hassle. It's worrying about continuity of teaching and learning for my pupils. You know, I think it's, that's going to be disrupted. So I can understand why a first response to that might be, oh, I won't employ NQTs or I'll play lip service to it. Or using another example, especially as MPQs come along, I've got a really bright member of staff who would really love to do that but it's going to be a hassle for me. I'm going to have to rejig the timetable. Um, and I understand all those hassles, but it comes with leadership. Uh, and actually, ultimately, you'll, you'll have better teachers <laughs> who are more satisfied, <laughs> who want to stay in the role. You, don't, you won't have to keep wasting a lot of money on recruiting new ones. You'll be loving the ones that you've got and they'll keep getting better. So your pupil outcomes will keep getting better. So it does need the system to sort of see beyond what might be short term hassle mm -hmm. in, in all of these examples to realise actually the bigger picture means that this is this is a priority. Um, to use the uh, Johnny Utley and, and John Tomsett's words of their, their book that I recently wrote the forward to, you know, putting staff first it's what you need to do. Actually, if you're going to put pupils first, it, we're very good at saying, well, the pupils at the heart of everything. And of course they are. But they can't be unless you're supporting your staff because your staff can't put them first uh, if they haven't got the support of their leadership team. So I think that for me, those are the two things that um, I think if we get those right and the system gets behind them and um, we don't we're not sort of um, at the whim of ministerial kind of um, uh, changing their mind um, oh. and we're committed to a, a long term vision. Uh, then it can really work. It can make a huge difference, as you see, as you see in Singapore. To the benefit of everybody in the country, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The next generations that will come. And in a way, that's what I'd like to ask you now. If I could have the ability to take us both forward 10 years and we could look back down, down for your hopes and aspirations for our education system. Well, everything's going to be so perfect. <laughs> I'm nothing if not an optimist. I, I genuinely do believe, as you can probably tell, that some of these reforms that are coming in right now are, are stuck with and, 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 as I say, improved and developed, but, but stuck with. Uh, in 10 years' time, uh, we will have much better retention figures for a start, which means that our recruitment figures will be better as well because we're not refilling a, a, an empty bucket all the time. Because we've, we're holding on to more teachers, and we're also supporting those who've had a break to come back, maybe in part-time and flexible ways. We will have more, a more experienced workforce um, and it will be a more satisfied workforce because of these progression and development opportunities that will be available. That will mean, um, I think, that we'll be more like another high-performing system, Ontario, 
where what they do is they are really good at moving expertise systematically around the system. And again, multi-academy trusts sometimes do this really well. So as your career progresses, you have opportunities to work in different places for periods of time to, or even just working across, uh, you know, two or three schools. But in Ontario, it's actually, you know, actually at, at kind of um, a much bigger geographical levels than that. Um, that, that for, for me, means as an individual, if I was a teacher in 10 years' time, I would see lots of opportunities, lots of things to keep me wanting to get out of bed in the morning and feel excited because there are things that are a bit different as well as some things that are, are the same. Um, but for our community, and I don't just mean the teaching community, I mean our community in the broader sense, you know, we've got a really excellent workforce that is getting better. It's at the cutting edge of research. Um, it, it, it's therefore producing the best outcomes for our pupils and you know all these scientists that we're sort of feel like our lives are depending on at the moment you know they wouldn't have got where they were without really good teachers and we will have far more of those good teachers supporting the whole of our community to really reach that kind of potential so it will be absolutely brilliant sam Tristleton, director of the sheffield institute of education thank you very much 